For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. In the world of sports, the offseason is a time to relax and regroup after a hard-fought season. But playing with MyBookie gives you the choice to decide when your season begins and ends. At MyBookie.ag, you can bet on hundreds of games and leagues from around the world. Whether it's a game day Panther parlay or a long shot winner, MyBookie's got you covered. Use pregame props or bet the game live to shift the odds in your favor and always come out on top. Not only does MyBookie host exclusive sports betting contests you can't find with any other book, but also the bonuses are insane. Crazy even. Crazy. Insane. All of those words. All those great adjectives. Sign up today with MyBookie.aj. Use our promo code. Absolute DJ and you'll receive up to $1,000 in bonus money when you make your first deposit. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Insane! Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday after the main show, which, you know, <laughs> you gotta be on your toes. You never know when the UFC show is gonna happen. What's going on, James? Doing very well, thank you. How about yourself, mate? Not too bad. So, Mr. Evans, today's yes. a special day for you, I think. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's just, well, for me, it's just a normal day because, I don't know, growing up, as a kid, it's probably a special day, but now it's just another day. Just another get by, day. Isn't it? yeah. <laughs> it's just another day. Considering my age today, I'm 22, so I'm starting to feel a little bit old. I'm <laughs> 22? Because, well, no, because I've, I've always been one of the eldest in my year, or if not the eldest in my year. And as soon as I turn 22, it just goes downhill from there. It does. I, I just, yeah, I, I keep getting called an old uh, see you next Tuesday if you can uh, abbreviate that and understand what that means oh okay but okay. Uh, yeah, yeah it basically means old camp <laughs> but um, yeah I, I'll have to take it on the chin I'm probably going to get a lot of digs tonight with regards to my age but you know it's all part of the principle isn't it <laughs> so you were out there buying cigarettes and booze for everybody in high school right But you know because you were the, the oldest one uh yeah correct yeah, okay. i was doing the doing the rounds yeah. <laughs> as they say over here nice nice well happy birthday man 22 there's nothing no, so much mate. there's nothing more to look forward to it's over yeah i mean my party life at uni's finished my college days were over you know secondary school was probably one of the best years of my life that was over like five years ago which <laughs> is crazy to look back on like like i said it best years of my life and I left in what 2016 and then uni was sort of my last final hurrah but now that that was uh intervened by COVID yeah <laughs> I mean I spent two years pretty much indoors without having fun etc but and now here we are so yeah like you said to me several times leading up to today it only goes downhill from here it so. only yeah just remember everybody <laughs> it only gets worse <laughs> Yeah, and to be honest, you know, I'm not looking forward to it, but it's got to be done. <laughs> so we have UFC. We have a fight night. Uh, it's fight night yes. 191. What are, what are your what's your read on the whole card? Just as uh, overall, it's yeah. I mean, it's literally stacked, filled with Brits, and uh, there was talks as soon as the card was sort of 
coming together that would have been held in London. But unfortunately, last minute, they decided to move it to Vegas, which I was very disappointed about because if it was in London, uh, by that time, they would have had like four fans back. I would have tried to have uh, gone at least. Mm-hmm. And we've just got some great fights on the card. I mean, we've had loads of fights, uh, fighters pull out. Yeah, we've had like Paul Craig versus Gustafsson. That was going to be a good fight. We had Wood versus Martinez. That would have been a good fight. Uh, Lerone Murphy as well. That would have been a good fight. And I know Jack Shaw has an opponent, but he was supposed to fight Sedna Magomedov, which would have been a better fight. Uh, and Kalaya versus Uzdemir again would have been a cracking fight. But despite all those cancellations, we've still got a decent card, and I'm thoroughly looking forward to this weekend's action because it's actually at a reasonable time for the UK fans. I think the the main card starts at like 9 p.m. for us, so no more late nights, and uh, I don't have to stay up late this weekend. So I'm very grateful. It's going to get harder and harder as you get older to stay up late, James. So. Yeah, I'm feeling the effects now, if I'm going to be honest. like I'll finish football late on, go to the pub afterwards, and then it's like, what, half ten? I'm absolutely shattered. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. So, the late nights in MMA, my days are limited, if I'm going to be honest, when it comes to watching up saying up for MMA, but we'll see. We'll try and soldier on. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it. (laughs) What do you got going on today? What fights are we looking at? Uh... The fights-wise, I've got Derek Brunson versus Darren Till. I'm thoroughly looking forward to the return of Darren Till because he has been unlucky over the last year or so. Obviously, he came up was well. He's coming off that loss to Robert Whitaker, a tough opponent. Could have gone either way, and since then he had fight cancellations and he's had to pull out of a couple due to an injury. And Tom Aspinall as well. Uh, and Darren Till's literally it's Darren Till's teammates galore, really. Like I said, Tom Aspinall, Molly McCann, and we also see. UFC debut and Paddy Pimlet and I know a lot of European fans and UK fans are well adjusted and acclimatized to to watching Paddy Pimlet on a, a regular basis we all know how good and what great potential he has and I'm thoroughly looking forward to seeing how he does on his debut and just to sort of announce himself onto the UFC scene and I'm sure if he comes you know if he gets through this weekend he could sort of climb his way up the rankings in the near future and i'm thoroughly looking forward to it so we've got loads of good fights on this weekend a couple of good undercard fights and i've also got bukowskis versus roundtree as well as shaw versus Cholinian. so yeah i can't complain we've got ahead of an episode today let's get to it man let's start with yeah. the main the, the main fight well as i alluded to there we've got a main event between Derek brunson and down till middleweight bout and this is really a tough one for Darren Till, if I'm going to be honest with you. Derek Brunson is just on an absolute tear right now. You know, ever since he's bloody dyed his hair blonde, he's gone on a four-five <laughs> win streak. He's coming off of that win over Kevin Holland about five months ago. And when he lost to Israel Adesanya about two years ago, that was his last loss. Everyone was sort of dubbing him as this middleweight gatekeeper and ever since then like I said he's just gone on the turn I'm guessing he's taken real offence to, to being called a potential gatekeeper he's 37 and I, I guess it's going to be now and ever for Derek Brunson because if you win convincingly this weekend you could be in with a shot of a title shot really because at middleweight it's going to be Adesanya versus Whitaker no doubt with the rematch probably in December early next year and whoever gets by that there's it's tough to call who's next because Adesanya has pretty much cleared most of the top five apart from Cannoneer, I believe. So it will be tough to see what's next. And if either men can put on a real spectacle this weekend, they'll sort of 
throw their name into contention with Derek Brunson. There's no sort of secret with him. Uh, he's an explosive fighter with uh, knockout power, really, if I'm going to be honest with you. Many sort of look at Derek Brunson and sort of look towards his strong wrestling background, which is right. You know, that's his main approach. That's his bread and butter, his wrestling. But he does have that tricky southpaw stance and has a decent boxing background. And he's a Div 2 wrestler in a brown belt in uh, BJJ. So he knows his way around the canvas has, and has become a lot more confident with his takedown attempts. And I think in his last two fights, he has 10 combined takedowns. So that's going to be his game plan this weekend. You know, he wants to be the aggressor and control the pace early on. And like I said, he's riding high confidence right now. He's on a four fight win streak. And. The onus is on sort of Derek Brunson to keep the momentum going, really, if I'm going to be honest with you. And I think for Darren Till, he's got to avoid the takedowns early on. And I mean, Darren Till does have decent takedown defence, but we do see him get taken down eventually. And Derek Brunson is probably going to be one of the strongest wrestlers he's ever faced. So it's going to be real tough to to sort of wear off the pressure of Derek Brunson and sort of keep away from the takedown attempts. And if he can avoid the takedowns and sort of keep the fight standing, then maybe we'll see down until take control of proceedings. I know Derek Brunson hits hard, but he can be a bit sloppy in his striking. I think personally out of the two, down is a more technical striker. He's very balanced, who tends to rely on his Muay Thai. He's accurate and has an effective ground and pound. And he's very, he's above average in both hands and has an effective uppercut that can drop anybody in this division. It's going to be a tough one. I know he's going to, he's a proven grappler, Darren Till, but he doesn't want to be messing around on the floor with Derek Brunson. And I, I, this is a real tough one to call because Darren Till is coming off a loss to Whitaker and he's before that one against Calvin Gastelum and then was coming off two defeats to Masvidal and Tyron Woodley. So the, the pressure really is on Darren Till because there is some real hype behind his name. People do believe he'll get in the mix of a, a title shot soon. So... Tonight, well, this weekend will tell. And if he can put on a real spectacle, he'll burst up the rankings. So I'm probably going to go for Darren Till in the third via TKO. I think he's real got, really got to put on a spectacle this weekend. And I think he does have the ability to. Yeah, I, I like that play a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, Till, is he's, he's chalky. He's minus 175. Mm. So you got to lay a little bit to get there. Uh, but I do think he wins. I don't think it's going to be a dominating performance, but I do no. think he wins. I do think you're right. I do think he sneaks in that TKO. I think that's something you want to look at. Uh, you say third, so I'll follow you on the third. Yeah. yeah, so I like that. TKO third, but I would still have no problem of betting the minus 175 no. for him to win. All right. One in the books, and you agree with me. All right. That's my birthday, <laughs> birthday present to you. <laughs> it's only going to get downhill from this, <laughs> yeah. this episode. What have you got next? Next up, I've got the co-main event between Tom Aspinall and Sergei Spivak. And I believe at the top of my head, uh, Tom Aspinall was supposed to fight uh, Pavlovich. And unfortunately, Pavlovich had to withdraw due to visa issues. And again, you, you know what I'm like with fighters stepping in on short notice. Yeah. I tend to back the fighter who's had the more who's had the better training camp and who's been a bit more active. And Tom Aspinall is just a real talent. I mean, again, another scouser fighting on the, well, uh, fighting out of Liverpool in this card. And I'm totally looking forward to Tom Aspinall because he has that sheer knockout power. He's earned performance bonuses in two of his last bouts. And he's just coming from, from a real true boxing background and obviously has great knockout power on either hand. And, that's like I said with Derek Brunson, his wrestling is his bread and butter, whereby Tom Aspinall in this fight, 
his striking is his bread and butter because he has sheer knockout power. I think he's got eight wins under his belt coming via a form of knockout. And the issue for Sergey is, you know, is he durable enough to sort of survive the early onslaught from Tom Aspinall? Because if he can't, then it's going to be an early night, uh, early night at the office for Tom Aspinall. And I think he will get his job done for Sergey Spivak. I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. You know, he's coming off of a win against Alexi Olenek, who's a real veteran of the sport. So that would give him some sort of confidence going into this one. He is an aggressive fighter with that stand-up stance he tends to throw bombs and he looks to close the distance if he gets in the clinch he'll throw in heavy knees and he does even better on the canvas so he's a well-rounded mixed martial artist has a strong ground and pound and he's just more of a balanced fighter but personally in this heavyweight division you know you can be a balanced fighter but you can walk on to one of those heavy shots from a true out and out striker and get knocked out in a heartbeat and Tom Aspinall of everyone in the heavyweight division he's probably one of the hardest hitters in my opinion he has that true knockout power and I'm going to back Tom Aspinall this weekend it's not the British and the English bias within me I genuinely think he has enough to get the job done this weekend so I'm going to go for Tom Aspinall via first round TKO oh my gosh Finn the first yep ooh 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 I agree that it looks like Aspinall should win the fight but he's minus 256 and that's just a little yep. too high for me so Oh, you know what? I'm going to go crazy here. I'm going to bet uh, Sergey here to uh, take care of business. Really? Yes, I know. It's, it's oh, dear. 212 plus 212. I think there's enough value to take a flyer on Sergey here. I, I fear you're right. I don't have Sergey winning, but man, plus 212, I, there's a little bit of value there. So I'm going to just take Sergey here to shock the world in a decision win. Decision. I'll hold you to that one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I concede I'm probably on the wrong side of this one. When I saw this and, and when I put in the numbers, I groaned. It's like, no, nah, man. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to do it. All right. It's your funeral, mate. Absolutely. What do you got next? Uh, next up, I believe I've got a light heavyweight bout between Khalil Roundtree and Modestus Bilkowskis. And I, I don't know. Again, it's probably the, the British bars within me. I'm a big fan of Modestus Bilkowskis. I've spoken to him several times and both men aren't on the best of form right now. I think Khalil Roundtree is coming off a two-part losing streak to Puccino and Elon Kutubala, uh, Kutubala. Whereas with Bukowskis, he's coming off a loss in his last fight to Alex Shuk and Jimmy Cruton. I'm going to be honest with you, you know, he's had a real tough sort of stint in his UFC career so far, um, Bukowskis. He's had some real tough opponents in his first three fights, especially with Jimmy Crute. You know, we all know what he's capable of. So this is a bit of a step down opponent with uh, Khalil Roundtree, but you know, there's no disrespect to Khalil Roundtree. He is a great fighter on his day, but it's more of a comfortable matchup for Bukowskis, in my opinion. When it looks to how when it sort of how these two match up, I think this is going to be a real fun kickboxing battle. You know, Roundtree has so much potential, but he's just so reluctant to sort of show his true abilities. He's just got such a great striking background. Whereas with Bukowskis, again, he's a decorated kickboxer and really impressed in the cage warrior scene. I was thoroughly impressed with his tenure over in the, the European MMA scene. And he's probably looking to show his worth now in the UFC. And I think if he loses this weekend, Bukowskis, you know, there's a real chance he could get cut and... Again, with Bukowskis, he's had a real tough time personally over the last couple of years, so it's all or nothing for him this weekend. I truly believe that he will get a job done this weekend because he's a true fighter. He's a great striker. One thing that has sort of 
given me uh, queries and issues with Bukowskis is his durability. You know, he's been knocked out by Jimmy Crute and whenever someone sort of puts the pressure forward and sort of lands good combinations, Bukowskis does tend to get a bit wobbly and tends to get a bit nervous under the pressure. So if he can compose himself and sort of look to get better of the striking exchanges because I think he is a more of the better technical striker if you know what I'm coming from. So if you can get the job done, that will certainly do a lot of confidence for him. So I'm going to go for Bukowskis by a second round ticket. I think this will be a good fight and it will be close, but Bukowskis for me. Yeah, no, I think you're, I think you're spot on here to use a little uh, British terminology <laughs> here. Spot on. I like Bukowskis here. Minus 166. I, 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 I really don't have much fear in laying that minus 166. No. I think he wins, you know, pretty handily here. So yeah, bet that if you want to, but I like that. I think it is going to be a TKO too. You say second. So yeah, why not second? But uh, yeah, I think it, it is ends in a TKO. Hmm. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. What are we looking at next? Next up, I believe I've got Luigi Vendramini versus Paddy Pimnett again. Another scouser fighting on the card. And unfortunately for you, Arch, you're probably going to have to listen to their awkward accent this weekend, and you are probably going to get ticked off with them. You fucking what? Really you annoying. fucking what? Like that? <laughs> uh, not quite. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, okay. That's a terrible attempt at a Scouse accent. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, again, Paddy Pimnett. The European fans will know him well, and this is his first fight in America, and he'll want to impress because it's his first fight in the UFC. It's been a it was bound to happen at some point. You know, so many fans were begging Dana White to sign Paddy Pimlet on the UFC and he's 26 years of age. He's got so much potential. He's coming off of a win against David Martinez. Whereas you look at Van Dreamy, he's coming off the loss to Ferozium. So confidence is riding with Paddy Pimlet this weekend. And, you know, I've seen his interviews so far on Fight Week and you can tell he's just so buzzed to get into the UFC octagon for the first time in his career. And, I'm thoroughly looking forward to him. I think Pimblet is a, a grappler uh, first and foremost. You know, he tends to excel in the top positions and he's just very comfortable there and he's he's very quick to advance through the opponent's defense and try and secure dominant positions and produce sort of ground and pound or submissions. And in this matchup, it's a quality of, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighters if you, with uh, Pimblet having a wrestler background and that probably will pay dividends. I think Vendramy has yet to really face a UFC caliber takedown artist. Of his last three or four opponents inside the UFC, they're predominantly strikers, whereas Paddy Pimlet is going to real present, uh, present a real test in another aspect of mixed martial arts. I think Pimlet is really going to try and get the fight to the floor early on. He wants to impress the fans. 
he wants an early stoppage. You know, he wants to impress fans. So Luigi Vendrimi, I think the key to his opponent is the key to victory. And this weekend is just try and put him away. I think if he can keep the fight standing, then maybe he'll get the the finish. Again, he's also a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but does have that considerable knockout power. I think he's just got to try and keep the fight standing because if Paddy Pennant gets the fight to the floor, it will be game over for Luigi Vendrimi. So if he can land some nice combinations early on in the striking exchanges, he probably will sort of shock Paddy Pemnett a bit. But I, I don't know. I think Vendrimi, it will be tough for Paddy Pemnett to submit Vendrimi because I said, you know, there's no slouch on the mat. And I think if Pimlet sort of goes hunting for the back and the submission, that could sort of favour Vendrimi because Paddy Pemnett could get a bit too, you know, wary in his approach on the mat. So I'm going to, Paddy Pimlet in this weekend. I'm going to go for a second round submission for Ooh. the Scouser. Second round submission. Okay. I told you we were going to disagree a couple times before we started. Yeah, maybe we go. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like Luigi here. Uh, plus 135. Yep. Plus 135. For me, a pretty, pretty close fight. So I'm going to back Luigi here. I'm going to bet him plus the 135 to win. If you gun to my head, if I had to pick a side, I'd say it's going to go decision. I don't think I don't think yeah. Luigi has it in him to stop this fight early. I think he's no. just going to outpoint Patty through the through the three rounds. So there it is. I'm betting the plus 135, maybe decision two. You want to look at, mm. or you should probably just bet Patty and, and win the money. <laughs> I mean, you never know. <laughs> Anything can happen in MMA. Like you know, Vendrimi uh, could get the job done this weekend and sort of. Surprise most people by you. <laughs> right, right. I mean, and you're not, I mean, Patty, you're Scottish. I mean, maybe you lose and, you know, the, the British Isles will declare you still one of the greatest fighters ever. And, you know, you can lose again and they'll still follow you as one of the greatest fighters ever. That's how they like to roll over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? What do you got next? Next up, I've got Jack Shaw versus Lidvik uh, Sholninian, probably bottle of that name, uh, from Ukraine. And Lidvik will be making his UFC debut. And he's 9-1. I don't really know too much about him. Originally, it was supposed to be Jack Shaw versus Edna Magomedov. And with no disrespect, Sholninian is such a big step down from the Magomedov. And if you look at Jack Shaw, he's 14-0. He thoroughly deserves someone of said Magomedov's uh, caliber right now because he's just such a real prospect in that bantamweight division. Um, I, I'm, I'm honestly unsure as to how this, well, how Ludwig survives because Jack Shaw, as I said, is a true prospect. And as soon as the fight goes to the floor, I think he's just better wherever the fight goes. I think he's a better boxer by a huge margin, the clear better wrestler, and he's a better submission artist. And as we saw in his last fight against Hunter Azuri, I know that went to the decision, but you know he showed real determination and the pressure just to sort of try and get the fight his way. And I think in the end, this weekend, he'll just outclass Charlinian wherever the fight goes. I think he'll wrap him up early in the second and get the submission then. So I'm going to go for Jack Shaw in the second round by submission. I just think it'll be a sheer dominant performance from the Welshman. It sure looks like it's going to be. You say submission in the yeah. second? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would look that way. It's too chalky to bet it. He's minus 552. I'm not going to, mm. I'm not touching that money line. I do think you're right. I do think Shaw wins. He should absolutely dominate. But we saw last week. Yeah. A minus 600 fighter can mm. certainly lose. Certainly lose. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, I'm gonna lean this way. I'm not touching it. It's a little too chalky. No, no. I'm trying to see. Let's see. Shore. Give me a second here. Shore. 
wins by submission. Yeah, you catch them like plus 180, thereabouts, plus 175, mm. plus 180. Maybe look that way. That's probably the only way you can find any value. Mm. All right. What else you got? Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it for me. All right. Well, here's where we start groaning. <laughs> I am looking at, oh boy, here we go. I'm Molly McCann versus uh, Ji Yun Kim. McCann is a mm. uh, slight, slight underdog about plus 107, right? Plus 107? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's enough value there. Oh, she's a minus line most everywhere else. If you can catch Molly McCann with a plus line, plus 107, uh, I would, I'm jumping on it. I think, I think this fight's pretty much a, a coin flip. So yeah, I will absolutely. back Molly McCann plus 107. And James, I'm going to take a decision for some reason. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on board with you in this one. It's such a tough fight to call i've seen so many people this weekend up in arms as to who they're going to predict and as you said it's a coin it's a real coin flip uh kim's coming off a loss to alexa grasso over a year ago and molly mccann's on two fight uh, losing streak so this weekend you know it's, it's it's a tough fight to call i think both women are going to go out there and give it their all because they don't want to sort of continue their losing streaks and they really want to sort of push up the rankings and show their true worth so i I think what I've, what we've seen over the last couple of years is that Kim does have a, a, a poor takedown defense. And I think Molly McCann will look to exploit that early on and try and get the fight to the floor and just, just, just sort of try and outpoint Kim, really. And I think Kim will probably have the better in the striking exchanges. But ultimately, I think the key this fight uh, this weekend will be the takedown. So I'm going to go Molly McCann. Uh, by hair, by by the skin of my teeth. If I'm going to be honest with you, you're going to bet it. Or are you just kind of just kind of leaning that way. Uh, ooh, I'll bet it. Okay. Money behind by a decision. Why not? There you go. All right. Uh, two more fights I want to look at. Uh, Mark yeah. Andre Baralt. Baralt. Yeah, whatever. He's going to win. Just look for Mark Andre minus one sixty five, minus one fifty five in that range. If you can find this, the minus one fifty five, good for you. Uh, but I think Mark Andre's come comes out. I think he I think he takes care of business. It's a little chalky, but I really don't have a problem with that. Gun to my head, I would say probably decision in this one. I don't think any one of them, either one of them, is going to you know stop the fight. Yeah, this again. This is a, a real tough one to call. Uh, Dolce, you know, he's coming off a decision win against Marcus Perez. He's got a bit of a knockout power to him. He's got a lot of knockout wins under his belt. Whereas you got Mark Andre's coming off that win to Abzu uh, Abu Azatea. Uh, again, guns mad. I'm probably gonna bet uh, Mark Andre Barrio in this one. I think he will get the late stoppage. I think you know, it'll either go. To the, to the judges' scorecards or Mark Barrio via a third-round TKO because Dolce, with a couple of wins under his belt in the UFC, just hasn't really impressed me that much in the octagon, especially with regards to his knockout power. He does have the, the strike in there, but he just hasn't really exploded and showed what he's worth and, and his true sort of ability with the strike-ins. I think Barrio will be very cautious in his approach and probably will look to outpoint him and try and get the better in the striking exchanges. And I think he will ultimately get a late finish or the judges scorecards, but I'm probably going to bet Barry off by a third round TK. I think he will get a late finish. Oh, you think he will get the finish. Okay. You look at, yeah. I'm looking at that. I mean, you know, just a couple things screamed at me. Uh, Dolce here, 1.8 strikes landed per minute. What is he doing? Like, 
No. <laughs> Honestly, he's, he's just sitting back trying to t- take as lot of damage as possible, really. <laughs> Apparently so, yeah. It's just, yeah. So I, I like And he's that. happy to do that. <laughs> I like that one an awful lot. Uh, last one I want to look at is uh, Jonathan Martinez farting Marcello Royo. Uh, Royo is a nice little underdog here. Plus 137. Yes, plus 137. I think uh, Royo takes care of business. Um, I don't necessarily have him winning the fight, but this is an. I think there's enough value shot here to take him. So I'm going to bet him to win the fight. I don't care. I'll lean decision, but I just, I'm going to money line bet Royo to win plus 137. Yeah, uh, yeah. This this is a real tough one, if I'm going to be honest with you. Uh... Again, I think it, Martinez was supposed to fight. Nathaniel Woods alluded to earlier, so Royo is stepping in on short notice. Mm-hmm. And I'm thoroughly looking forward to this one. You know, this one opens the card. And if we're going to be honest with you, I think the only way if Martinez loses this is if he gives ground and lets sort of Royo tee off on his lead leg. Uh, I, I don't think that'll be likely. I think Martinez is just going to be very cautious in his approach and he's going to be aware of what uh, Royo possesses uh, both men are coming off of losses to David Grant and Charles Jordan respectively so I'm probably going to go for Jonathan Martinez for a second round TK on this one I just think he'll get the better from the striking exchanges however if Martinez does sort of play into Marcelo Royo's hands then potentially Marcelo will maybe get the decision win, just sort of chopping away at that lead leg and just sort of outpoint him. But I can't see that happening if I'm going to be honest with you. So I'm going to go for Martinez in a second. That's got to be a strategy, right? That's got to be Royo's strategy. It's just to kind of play it smart. Don't get too crazy. Just play, no, no, play no, it exactly. safe. Yeah. So you'll know pretty quick if, if his strategy is working or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. All right, man. So that's all I've got. So another another UFC weekend in the books. No, absolutely. Now, you're still going to be drunk by the time the fights roll around, I assume. Uh, yeah, probably, because I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going out tonight as, and I've got a big... UFC is obviously on the Saturday night, so I'm going to be day drinking ultimately on Saturday. God knows where. So, yeah, I'll definitely be drunk <laughs> by the time Darren Till steps around the octagon. <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> All right, man. Well, happy birthday once again. Yeah, thank you very much, mate. Now, get out of here. <laughs> Take care, man. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.